Good morning, church. Today we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 20, verses 27 through 40. Some Sadducees, those who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him a question. Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers, the first married and died childless, then the second and the third married her, and so in the same way all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had married her. Jesus said to them, Those who belong to this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die anymore because they are like angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where he speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now, he is God, not of the dead, but of the living. For to him, all of them are alive. Then some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you have spoken well for they no longer dare to ask him another question. The word of God for the people of God. Let's go to God in prayer. Gracious God, open up our ears to hear, our minds to know, and our hearts to experience the glory of your goodness through the Holy Spirit. Open up my mouth to speak the truth of your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, how often we are like these Sadducees. We are trying to replace God's perspective with our own perspective. And oftentimes, we even try to, try to outsmart Jesus, try to try to barter with Jesus. We try all of these things. But we know that never works out too well, right? I mean, why else would we be here in this place right now if it wasn't for Jesus changing our perspective? If it was not for Jesus saying this morning, get up, get up, there is hope, to be found today, if it was not for Jesus flipping our lives upside down and in towards God, we would not be here right now. In, these, in this story, we see how the Sadducees, they were also turned upside down. They were a religious group that believed in no resurrection. They thought it was just some crazy idea. 
They thought it was an easy way out, just an easy way to explain what happens after death. They weren't buying it. And then they even started quoting scripture to Jesus. In verse 28, they said, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. The Sadducees were using this woman, this widow, as the centerpiece of this story. They were asking Jesus, whose wife would she be in heaven? In other words, whose property would she be in heaven? They were taking the story of this vulnerable woman and aiming it to use it for their own agenda. Hmm, interesting. And does that not still happen today? Jesus says, okay, okay, enough, enough. Jesus tells them that their heads were stuck in the grinds of this earth, not in the hope of resurrection. He told them that they were looking in the wrong place. Only Jesus could have spoken that truth to the Sadducees in that moment. Jesus was nothing less than the way, the truth, and the life for those Sadducees. For if they engaged this conversation with anyone else, it wouldn't have ended like it wouldn't have ended like it would have, like it did. See, we sometimes think that Jesus helps us reframe the hardest things in our lives. And yes, Jesus most certainly does that. But let's also explore this. Jesus helps us reframe the things in life we don't think are hard. Jesus helps us reframe the things in life that we don't even think need reframing. For the Sadducees did not think anything was wrong with the law they were interpreting in that way. They didn't think anything was wrong with their interpretation of it because it felt comfortable and safe for them. But leave it to Jesus to take both the unfamiliar, what feels hard, and the familiar, the things that make us comfortable, and shake them up. When we dare to wrestle with Jesus as the Sadducees did, we dare to step out in faith. And in those moments, we ought to be expectant that our lives are going to look a whole lot different, that our priorities will shift, and that we will start looking at the world a whole lot differently. Jesus showed the Sadducees that they could not understand the resurrection 
because they were looking in the wrong place. And here's the game changer. Jesus showed that the resurrection cannot be easily understood. That's not the purpose. It's not easily understood, friends, because it's not about us. It's about God. It's about God's victory, and it's about God's love for creation winning. It's about God. Jesus echoed through the words he spoke to the Sadducees that the resurrection is not limited by our understanding of hurt, our understanding of our systems of oppression, because it is God's kingdom. There's no more injustice in the hope to come. There's no more thinking of the widow as property and using her story to serve their agenda. Jesus had to come to challenge us to live instead of die. To live beyond the boxes we try to put people in. Jesus calls us, just as he called the Sadducees, to cling to life, not just for ourselves, but to cling to life for the least of those among us. In verse 36, Jesus says, Indeed, people of the resurrection cannot die anymore because they are like angels and they are children of God, being children of the resurrection. The resurrection is God's gift. The resurrection gives us purpose. It gives us belonging as a child of God. And this passage makes us a resurrection people. Jesus was here in the flesh in front of these Sadducees. Even before Jesus was crucified, dead, and buried, and rose again on the third day, Jesus was claiming the resurrection. Jesus was saying, look to me, look to me, Jesus said, for the power of the resurrection. This same spirit of the resurrection abides here in this place and in each one of us. This spirit of life, life eternal, was presented to the Sadducees and they could not run from it. The story ends with the words, for they no longer dared to ask him another question. Hmm. The Sadducees committed to discrediting the resurrection because they viewed it as an easy answer, an easy way out. They realized that believing in the resurrection was the one thing that was not easy. 
they realized that it is what challenged them the most. Maybe, friends, God is telling us through this story in Luke to listen, to listen with our ears and our minds and our hearts to our wrestlings. Because these wrestlings might just be the things the Spirit is calling us to engage with. These wrestlings might just be the things the Spirit is calling us to engage with. I am living proof that Jesus will shake your world. That engaging with these wrestlings is where we will find the depths of God's grace. I wouldn't be standing up here if that wasn't the case. Because me standing in a pulpit was the path in life that I said, absolutely no to. Absolutely no. It felt like I was dedicating my life to be anything but that of a pastor. No, that no, it can't be, no. No way, God, no. Just as the Sadducees had dedicated their lives to discrediting the resurrection, I was saying, no, God, not that. Then Jesus showed up, as he always does, as he did this to the Sadducees. I, tr I wrestled. I tried to engage him. I tried to convince him otherwise. I can still be a help wherever I'm at. All of these things. But he turned my whole perspective around. And before I knew it, I was sitting in my first class at Duke Divinity School feeling way in over my head, but knowing that I couldn't turn back. Knowing that there was no turning back because Jesus had already won. Jesus has already grabbed a hold of me. Jesus has already grabbed a hold of you, and Jesus has already won. What are we wrestling with right now it might be a vocation it might not be a vocation where do we feel the most comfortable where do we feel the most uncomfortable is the spirit abiding in those places of comfort and uncomfort Perhaps the spirit is wrestling within us a larger truth that's not easy to accept. A larger truth that tells us that we are to humble ourselves and realize it's always been God's victory to claim, not our own. Jesus had, a, had to intervene with these Sadducees, and Jesus still has to intervene every single day to remind us that choosing death 
choosing complacency and advocation for systems of hatred and injustice and hurt. All of that is easy. And that choosing and rushing to these easy answers just leads us to death, not life. Jesus comes to us. Right here, right now, Jesus comes to us. Just as he came to the Sadducees. And Jesus says, hey, hey, I'm alive. And I'm calling you just as I called Moses, just as I called the other saints. I'm calling you to wake up and to live. And yes, it gets hard. Jesus says, yes, it gets hard and death will knock at your door. But do not fear for I am with you. I am your God. When Jesus came down on earth to live with us and to speak life into us, Jesus said, we're going to do this crazy thing on earth called life together, and then we're going to feast at God's heavenly banquet. Jesus tells us, give me your challenges Give me your wrestlings. Whatever your fight you're trying to pick with me, let's engage it. Because I love you, and I will show you the power of life over death if you but just look at that cross. The spirit abides, and it abides, and it abides. Right now, in this moment, and forevermore. Amen.